Okay, so uh, a couple of years down the road, you are um, you're hanging out. Yeah. You just get home. Uh, you were doing a, a gig. My NLA still. Yeah. I was doing a, doing a gig. What? I was doing a gig. Yeah, you were doing a gig. <clears throat> what kind of gig? You're doing stand up uh, <clears throat> at a uh, like poker club. You know, like a, like a poker a poker room where yeah. people are playing poker for money. Yeah, and like you're like uh, the entertainment halfway through the night or whatever. That's some that I'm not like a poker room kind of comedian i don't i don't think you know i think you're fucking <clears throat> you fucking know, i don't think so I, I think uh i don't think i'm a poker room kind of comedian i don't where think that you should try to do the, find those gigs <clears throat> you fucking murder in, in that situation so you're and like you think so too like like you've been doing these gigs i definitely don't a while this is like your fifth one and so you're just, you don't even prepare a set list. You don't think about what you're going to do. You're just like, I know how to handle these guys. Oh, it's a normal show. Yeah. <laughs> Me just going in totally unprepared and spending the first 45 seconds going, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Classic me. Sure. Uh, and so uh, you, uh, you go to the, the venue. It's called Aces High. <laughs> Oh man, Ace is hot. All right. Yeah, it was, founded, it was founded by a guy who went to who went to uh, Ace's high school. <laughs> yeah. So it's an homage to his high school that shares the exact same name as his poker room. Yeah, his nickname growing up. What was it, Ace? No, it was a uh, Butch, but his real name is Ace. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you show up. <laughs> What's his last name? Maximus. Ace Maximus. He's <laughs> Jesus. Solid steel, this guy. Yeah. In fact, when he went to Ace High School, um, they called him uh, the real deal, solid steel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because he was, because his physique was so impressive, very. <laughs> and to this day, it still is, dude. Hey, cool, good for him. Like, um, whenever there's like a uh, like outdoor patio area, you know what I mean, of Aces High, where you can like uh, you know smoke or, or or whatever outside. It's like a little patio, and when it rains, he has to bring you know the tables in, and he just stacks them all. On one thing, it just picks it up above his head with one. <laughs> he is inhumanly strong. Real deal, twisted steel. One time he got um, arrested, uh, and they put handcuffs on him, and he just like ripped the handcuffs apart, and then ah, damn, and threw the cop car across the street. What? How does he have superhuman strength, Pat? He's just a big dude. Yeah, He's I I went to high school with a guy who was six foot seven. He yeah. was like a, he was like a young giraffe. This guy sounds like he's picking up a car and throwing it. Yeah, with ease. Pat, that's not normal. That's not just a big dude. Yeah, but you know he has the heart of a champion. That doesn't that doesn't mean you can th pick up a cop car and throw it across the street. Well, then how do you do it, Aaron? Pat, that's what I'm asking you, Pat. How does this guy have superhuman strength? <laughs> Unexplained superhuman strength. 
he's just a you know just a strong guy uh, you asked him that one time um you bought a gym membership uh you went one time oh, and god uh, yeah first, story of my life and only time that you go to the gym you actually like run into him uh and you're like just seeing what he's doing strength wise like it's just insane and at one point you go, you're like ace you gotta tell me your secret he just looks at you and he's just like i take communion every day this sucks <clears throat> why would i why would i even think that that guy's going to be able to give me advice that i can take and put to use in a gym you're setting like, you're like this guy kind of knows what he's doing so you ask yeah pat he, he can throw a fucking cop car we're, we're in different leagues dude we are in total we're on different planets me and him yeah i you gotta crawl before you can walk you know yeah but you know you have always been a walker no dude that's not true at all so uh you do the gig at uh aces high <clears throat> and uh it goes how much does it the pay they pay you seven hundred dollars okay and what am i just doing like 45 an hour what am i doing you're doing a half hour a half hour for 700 bucks yeah all right what uh any, any like, uh, they're also like playing poker while you're performing it's a that's, very see that's exactly why i didn't want to fucking do it pat it's 10 people and you can totally see like your side of the table's hand and people are like you're getting texts from people being like i'll give you 500 dollars if you tell me what you know what roy has or whatever and you fucking squeal you tell him you squeal like a pig so you are making some i wouldn't do that i wouldn't do that i mean, they're already being incredibly generous with getting 700 dollars for a 30 minute set yeah why would i why would i fuck people why would i why would i do that that's not that's not me the reason you do normally you wouldn't do that uh but um the economy has not been particularly uh great lately after what happened so you kind of have to take like covid no no, this is uh, a few years down the road. There was a uh, there was a war, a civil war. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, it was uh, called the Cola Wars. The Cola Wars basically um, it's a war between you know Coke and Pepsi and the uh, you know the different uh, colas colas yeah and then there's also other colas that join like their side even if they're not like connected to them you know what i mean rc yep. yeah stuff like Local that stuff like that yeah 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 vest st louis favorite fago man yeah. what side what side does fago fall on fago was like a third independent party man st louis has vests they sell them in three liter bottles the midwest way <laughs> so uh the cola war is basically um you had to pick a side dude and there it was brutal it was a, a war that lasted a few years uh it ripped families apart like uh you know forget brother versus brother this is like father against you know daughter <clears throat> like this is how intense the cola wars got and there were like numerous crimes uh there was multiple things that were against uh you know the geneva code that happened but yeah. uh Basically, the way that they, they ended it is they were like, all right, look, everyone is absolved of everything they did in the war. Let's just move on and, and heal the country. And honestly, the country has never felt better. How many people died? 
Five million people. Jesus Christ, Pat. Five million people died. Yeah, the gutters uh, were like filled with blood. What a fucking pointless, senseless thing. The Golors? Some, yeah, some people said that maybe, like, there's some people now, years later, you know, a decade later, who were like, you know, um, you know, maybe they were a necessary thing. That's kind of like a new school of thought is that the Cola Wars were actually kind of beneficial uh, to the planet and to humanity. But um, it's still... Yeah, five million people had to die to get there. See, that's what, that's, you know, kind of the rebuttal. So, uh, basically, uh, you're taking the job because the, the Cola Wars, you know, you guys are, you know, coming together again, but the economy is not, you know, particularly great. Yeah. Because yeah. five million people are dead. Yeah, and then a lot of stuff was destroyed, but there's yeah. plenty of cola. From here on out, every type of soda is free. I don't, I don't drink soda, Pat. Like, I'll have, like, soda once in a blue moon. And I'm not, like, that doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, sure. Right. But, you know, at least uh, the killings are have stopped. Yeah, cool. I'm you glad. Dream, you dream about it every... Yeah, Pat. Night. It's fucking terrifying. The thing of being in a war because of a soda preference. You've noticed, though, that if you drink soda before you go to sleep, you don't remember the dreams. Man, if I have if I have soda, it will keep me up all night. I will never get to sleep. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, I'll be up till like five a.m. I just I don't drink anything with like sugar or caffeine. Yeah. So um, I'm a weird person. <laughs> so you come home from uh, you know the gig or whatever, and seven hundred bucks. Yep. And uh, you are working uh, on a screenplay. Okay. It's uh, it's called Prince Charmy Two. Oh no, Charmy again! Oh no, what a deep cut, Prince Charmy. <laughs> Prince Charmy. Oh man, man, my toes are curling. So you're kind of uh, working on it uh, for for a little while. Eventually, yeah. what's uh, what? What is it? Basically, what it is, it's kind of a reboot, almost. It's like a sequel reboot type of thing. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. From, uh, from uh, this movie called Prince Charming. And uh, the reboot, what it is, is um, it is about a warrior princess traveling uh, between uh, <laughs> trying to find, uh, you know, a prince. And She's out on the prowl. She is on the prowl, but it is... Um, yeah, it's a pretty intense film. There's just there's copious amounts of like violence and, and nudity. It's kind of like a uh, like a Game of Thrones thing. And people are you know, and honestly, like the people you've shown the screenplay to, they're pretty fucking into it. Man, that's very weird. That's incredibly fucking strange. And that's what I'm that's what I'm writing. A fucking space odyssey. It's a space like a, a horny, a horny world jumper. Yeah, it's you a know, space opera. And there's several times like you. Wait, it's an opera. It's a space opera, but you like misunderstand okay. the term, and so you actually write a few like uh, a few opera songs. Actually, write songs. Yeah, opera songs. Like in Italian, like you actually are committing to this fully, dude. Oh man, this sucks. This sucks pretty hard. 
you show it to a few people and they're like, honestly, you're off to a pretty great start here, Aaron. And they're like, they're like, who do you see starting there? And, and you're like, uh, you know, I really see Danny Goodwin starting in this film. <laughs> and uh, people are like, yeah, I guess. Isn't the movie about a woman? Yeah. <laughs> but he could be, he could be one of the princes. That oh, <laughs> who, who, who am I going to cast as the main character? Uh, Salma Hayek. <laughs> Selma Hayek. Yes. Yeah. Hell yes. Just a, just a horny Selma Hayek looking for a prince. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of going through, at this point, several years down the road, we, like, uh, Selma Hayek is going through, like, a like a renaissance. You know dude, I mean? she, never, she never stopped, dude. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> I'm going to go out and say Selma Hayek is the most beautiful woman on the planet. Aaron, I honestly agree with you. Like, it's kind of you know what I mean. That because, yeah, I, 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 one hundred percent. Salma Hayek is, yeah. And people are basically what happened was it was uh, a few years ago before this happens. Uh, she was cast as like a like a like a sexy babysitter or whatever in this movie, and in that a movie called um, Sharp as a Knife. <laughs> Charles Sharpling. Biopic. <laughs> and so what happens is. <laughs> Wait, hang on. That's the whole title? Sharp Like a Knife, colon, the story of Charles Sharpling. Yeah. A biopic. Yeah. It's about a uh, it's it's a biopic about uh, the man uh, who brought Irish step dancing to America. Cool man. So uh, because of that but, role, but she plays a sexy babysitter in that movie. It's not like a cameo role. She's like, <laughs> what the fuck? She's only in like one scene. Uh, because it sounds like such a serious movie and she's just like a sexy babysitter. Yeah. And what happens is like, cause they hire a babysitter and they think it's going to be like, you know, like a 15 year old girl and like Salma Hayek shows up and they're like, all right. Uh, so it's kind of, it's, you know, it's kind of played for laughs, but after that scene happens, people kind of lose it. And like, everyone is like, Oh, right. I forgot. Selma Hayek is like awesome. And I so never forgot you and I never did. So what happens is uh, she kind of has this like career renaissance or whatever. So th that's who you're hoping is going to be in. Uh, it's going to be in Prince Charles. All right. That uh, that checks out. Yeah. So uh, you're kind of working on that or whatever. Kind of what you're what you're doing. Yeah. So um, after you work on the screenplay for a while, uh, you you think to yourself, "Holy cow! I gotta get." some sleep you uh take like a running start uh you actually have this thing set up in your home where it's sort of, it's like a it's kind of like a catapult uh where it's like these like gigantic, home catapult these gigantic rubber bands that are together and so what you do is you scoot your little tush into those rubber bands and you go oh. backwards you lift your legs and you go that's terrifying flying into bed that's 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 called a slingshot, Pat, and that's terrifying. I'm a fat person. I don't trust the structural integrity of things. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna back down 
and know that like I'm the force of, of my body is stressing this thing that I'm just trusting to hold in place. Yeah, I think but, I'm going to break it, but the company and it's going to snap. The company that makes this thing it's it's called it's called um, and it's it's called and now to bed. And uh, basically, the company that makes it has an a million dollars. So if you get hurt or get fucked up during this, it's a million dollars. But it never fucks up, dude. It was made of the Landlax Corporation, and they back up their claims, my friend. Also, it just sounds dangerous and cumbersome and like something that takes up a lot of space. Oh, no. You definitely have to get rid of like a, a couch. Yeah, I don't want that for, for a slingshot. To shoot me into my bed? That's yeah. terrifying. Pat. Yeah, it was a, a birthday gift. And so, you know. But from who? From me. Pat, Pat, if you gave me that as a birthday gift, yeah. I would say, Pat, this is very thoughtful. And I see where you're coming from. And I, I appreciate everything you do, you do. And our friendship means the world to me. But this particular gift flies in the face of everything that I am as a person. I, I don't feel comfortable with it in my home. Uh, I don't have room for it here. Um, I'm probably not going to use it because I'm, I'm scared of getting hurt. I'm, I'm a coward. So I, I would give it back to you. I would say you should return this and get yourself something nice. So um, you, you say all that and, and I'm kind of like looking at you and like my lower lip starts trembling. I said, Pat, I'm really, I'm really sorry. I don't, I don't want to give you an expectation that this is something that like is, is in my wheelhouse because it's, sure. it's, it's not. Yeah. And so, and I, and I, and then I go, yes, Aaron, I understand, but the tears are flowing, dude. And I'm then, so sorry. You, you would know that I would, it's you know? outside. Like it's raining. No, fuck you. Like soaked in rain. Uh, fuck you, Pat. You, you can, you don't know how you can do this. You can differentiate between the rain going down my face <laughs> and the tears. So you go, okay, fine. And I'm like, yes. And I help you settle up and stuff. And honestly, it's a pretty cool gift. Like, I'm a great friend. So what ends up happening is uh, you fall asleep uh, pretty much instantly. You wake up the next day. Yeah. And you're like, oh, boy. What a day I have ahead of me. It's uh, basically what you're planning on doing that day is uh, working on uh, your screenplay and stuff like that. But what you're Prince really... Prince Charming. Prince Charming too. yeah. The reboot. It's a sequel reboot type deal. And so... Yeah. And, um, but you think to yourself, the day has finally come. The fuck does that even mean, Pat? You have been, you have been doing pretty well lately as far as like, uh, you know, being healthy goes. Going for walks, you're making, uh, you know, healthy food to eat. Sure. But every once in a while, you allow yourself a cheat day. Yeah, a day to be bad. What is the like your cheat meal? Do you think? I mean, it depends. You know what I mean. It. Uh, we have to define. We have to define the, the term cheat day. You know, because some people are like, you give yourself, you give yourself a single meal that you just do whatever you want. Some people say you do that for an entire day. Uh, some people, uh, you know, you spread it out over a, a weekend and you restrict something. So you, you say, you gotta, you gotta give me the, give me the terms, Pat. Sure. Sure. You, but you basically save up your cheat days to have one gigantic cheat day, man, a whole day. 
a whole I don't know. session, dude. A whole sesh. Um, man, I think if I were going to, you like uh, like prepare for it too, dude. Yeah. You like um, eat super healthy leading up to it. Yeah. Jack off a bunch the day before just to get it out of the system. Yeah. You're like, you know, I gotta, you know, dogs gonna be gonna be my lightest, you know. So um, you kind of wake up and you think to yourself, "Oh boy, Aaron gets a cheat day." And then um, you walk into uh, your kitchen. Yeah. And, uh, standing on top of uh, your table. Well, not your table. Sorry, the um, the countertop or whatever is a. Uh, Mrs. Butterworth, Aunt Jemima. Why the fuck are they here? Captain Crunch. Why the fuck are they here? Lucky the Leprechaun. Is that his name? And Chet Lightning. Is that his real name? His real name's Lucky? Yeah. Or is that just something you made up? No, his name's Lucky. Okay, but, but why the fuck are they here? So Captain Crunch, <laughs> Captain Crunch says to you, Hello, Aaron. We are the Brotherhood of Breakfast. I'm already turning to the door. <laughs> I'm already walking to the door. I'm going to open it, and I'm going to say, Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> Captain Crunch. The out. They're standing on shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're well, standing like, on a okay. countertop. And, uh, it's not sanitary, you know? Captain, like you can't just stand on the fucking ground? Captain Crunch yells like, Aaron, me lad, we apologize for, for intruding on your life. I know you don't like that. Can yeah, you get, get out? He goes, absolutely. Give us two minutes. No, I'll talk to you when you're outside. They go, absolutely. You'll talk to us on the porch? Yeah, get out of my house. So and I'm not talking to Chet Lightning. He can, and I look at him and I say, he can go fuck himself. And he goes, what I ever do to you? I say, if you say a word to me, I'm not, I'm not talking to you guys. And he just goes, he kind of like turns to uh, Mrs. Butterworth and he goes. I, I, before he says anything, I go, I'm not joking. If you say anything, if I have to hear your voice at all, oh. I'm not talking to you guys at all. I guess he misunderstood what you said. So yeah. he, like he does a thing where he like, um, he takes like a like a uh, a key and like locks his mouth and then like swallows it. You know what I mean? And he winks at you. How does he? How does he lock it and then swallow it? And it's like a bit. You know what I mean? You've never seen people do that where they like. Uh, yeah, but that doesn't make any sense. You, you don't lock it and then swallow. You can't do that. You lock it. This we'll call throw away the key. It's just like a bit he does. You know? And so he, they like winks at you. And when he winks at you, God damn it, you feel pretty calm. I don't know. I hate jet lighting. And you feel a slight electroshock on the tip <laughs> of your fucking dick. And so um, they all feel an electroshock when he so he winks at me, and I feel a shock on the tip of my penis. <laughs> He yeah, winks like, at me, and then I suddenly, I feel a static electricity shock on the tip of my penis. Aaron, it does not feel bad. 
Yeah, I mean, stimulation is, you know, and so um, lonely. So they, they all go outside to the porch, and uh, Captain Crunch goes on to explain that um, they're fighting against uh, Frankenberry. Uh, Frankenberry is like this, you know, evil Frankenstein type of uh, serial uh, mascot. They're on the wrong fucking side. He has uh, taken, uh, he has uh, the Tricks Bunny and uh, Tony the Tiger hostage. Okay. Where's Count Chocula in all this, all this affair? They kind of look into the distance. And they Where's go, Boo Berry? They look into the distance and they go, we think of our fallen brothers and sisters. What does that mean? What happened to Count Chocula? Fucking dead. Wow. Froze Frankenberry. Do they have proof? They're like, well, we don't really have obituaries for dead serial mascots, Aaron, but um, he's definitely dead. I mean, how am I supposed to just take your word on it? That he's dead and that Frankenberry did it? How do I know you're not lying? How can you prove to me what's going on? So uh, Lucky like sighs and takes out like a, an iPhone and hands it to you. It's like a video. You press play. And it's uh, a Frankenberry uh, just beating the shit out of Count Chocula. Count Chocula is uh, like being crucified on a cross. Jesus Christ. Frankenberry is just stabbing him over and over and over again in the side. Man. Yeah. Fuck. The lucky Chocula. Lucky's like, is that enough proof for you, laddie? Okay. He doesn't talk either. <laughs> I only want to talk to the captain. Or Mrs. Buttersworth. <laughs> I don't I don't want to hear the other voices. <laughs> and so basically they go on to explain um that um they need a little bit of help. Like I said, um Frankenberry has Tony the Tiger and the Trips Bunny held hostage. And they go, Aaron, uh, Captain Crunch goes, Aaron, if you help us out, we will give you the ability to bring Martin Lawrence back to life. What happened to Martin Lawrence? Martin Lawrence, <laughs> unfortunately, was killed by a drunk driver about a month ago. Jesus Christ. Yeah, through, yeah, through no fault of his own. And it was a huge... Uh, he listens to the show, Pat. What? <laughs> he listens to the show. Martin Lawrence? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Martin Lawrence... Uh, Martin, I'm sorry. Yeah. We'll, and, I'll uh, call you. So, you're like very... And you were very upset about Yeah, that. man. Like you wrote, like your first, the first, after you heard about it, you go on Facebook and you just write, how will I go on? And you write, you write, a world without Martin Lawrence is a, a world that I don't want to live in anymore. Hashtag run, tell dad. <laughs> Hashtag, let me put my dick in your neck. You actually get that line. From the no, back. no, I don't, Pat. Body. No, I fucking don't. I don't get. Let me put my dick in your neck, right over your heart. <laughs> on a tattoo. <laughs> You're wearing a shirt. It's right over. Where your is it? Heart. Over your right fucking heart, dude. I'm not gonna do that, Pat. I don't have any tattoos, right? The right. first thing I'm gonna get, sure as shit, is not gonna be the phrase "Let me put my dick in your neck." Is that, <laughs> that's actually the second tattoo that you got. No, what the fuck? What's the first one? Uh, the first one is uh, Calvin 
uh, pissing <laughs> pissing on your friend Danny Goodwin's face. <laughs> why would I? Why would I do that? You just thought it was funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. But Danny's like a friend, and why would I? Why would I make that my first tattoo? You guys got matching tattoos. Uh, he got one. Well, not matching tattoos, but his was Calvin pissing on your face. You guys just thought it was funny, and so you yeah, got, it's funny, Pat. But like, you both my got first tattoo. Yeah, you both got tattooed on your left butt cheek. I thought you said it was over <laughs> my heart. Uh, no, the oh, that's the other one. Yeah, that's the even worse tattoo. So people, so people can't see these tattoos until you want. People I don't fucking care, Pat. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want Danny's face getting pissed on on my body forever. <laughs> I don't want letting <laughs> my dick in your neck on my chest. It's, kind of, <laughs> no, it's, not, it's not cool, Pat. It's not cool. I would one hundred percent get a tattoo of Calvin pissing on one of my friends. I think it's kind of a cool tattoo. You've already broken the seal. The tattoo seal. <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? I haven't done that. I haven't committed to something for the rest of my life, however short and violent it may be. <laughs> I don't like any of this. So, and, so the uh, the brother of breakfast uh, basically go on to ask you um, if you will help them. What do they need me to do? Basically, what they need you to do is go down to, uh, there's a grocery store nearby, Lanalax Groceries. And they're like, you just got to take us to the back of the, the grocery store. I just got to take you back there. Yeah, back where it says employees only. Take us back there. We'll take care of the rest. Not employee. I'll show you where it is. They go, they go yeah, we know, but you have to, you know, take us. Why? They're like, well, you know, we're like, some of us are like bottles of syrup. Some of us are, you know, it sucks. So, what I said, what do I have to do? I have to take a bag with a fucking bottle in it? It's a magic bag with your face on it and you're winking. And what happens is uh, you can kind of transport all of them. Uh, into that bag, and they're it's just like a bag of holding. Yes, it's a bag of holding with your fucking mug on it. And so, <laughs> uh, what happens is they want you to take you, you take them to the back of the grocery store. Employees only. You've always respected the employees only sign. It's always been a thing where you're like, hey, you know, what happens back there is none of my business. You none know? of my business. <laughs> I've been on the other side of that wall. You know what I mean? I don't want sure. any any townies walking in on what I'm doing. Sure. So you think to yourself, can I do this? Do you betray your uh, some of your most tightly held beliefs <laughs> to bring back Martin Lawrence? I mean, I've also like worked that job and people have definitely walked back in the back and I've had to go, hey, what's going on? Sure. And sometimes they're just like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't. I thought this was something else, you know? Sure. So, I mean, is that part of I mean, there's, there's never any there's never any consequences to that, you know? Right. So what do you well, do? I mean, they're going to kick me out. Oh, great. I've already infiltrated you the do. back room. Yeah. I go. So uh, you go to the uh, to Lanalax uh, groceries and um, you like park and you just go straight to the back. You know what I mean? You don't even just use it. You go right to the back. It's, there's a big sign that says employees only. Mm-hmm. You open the door. And um, standing there is this, like, kid. He's probably all of, like, 16. 
And he's like, what are you doing back here? And before you can answer, the brother to breakfast, like, pop out of your uh, bag. Yeah. They, uh, break his neck. Oh, why? I'm done. I'm done. At that point, I'm done. I'm out. They, they I, put the bag, I put the bag down. I go, I'm out. You didn't tell me you were going to fucking kill a 16-year-old kid. <laughs> I'm done. I put the bag down. I leave. Yeah. I don't, I don't stick around. Put the bag down, and I fucking get the fuck out of there. Sure. So you, uh, you're like, fuck this shit. And as you walk away, you hear the screams of like, <laughs> boys being like ripped apart by these guys. And you hear, oh, baby, let's bring the power of lightning to this party. And oh, God. <laughs> sucks so bad. You can smell uh, burning skin and shit like uh, that. And you're like, oh, whatever. Gross. And uh, you walk out to your car and uh, you open up the, your car door and you're just like, what a crazy day. Yeah, what a crazy fucking day. Ho-hum. What a crazy day. Suddenly you feel a bunch of like, like just piercing slices of pain in your back. No. What the hell? Fuck. Come on. And standing there is this guy. Uh, He's wearing a lime green suit. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And a matching green like top hat. Yeah. He has like a cane, but it's in the shape of a question mark. (laughs) Yeah. You kind of go, what the hell? And you pull from your back. It's like a really sharp puzzle piece. And the guy says to you, he goes, hello, Aaron. You've just been pierced by the puzzler. The puzzler. Yeah. Slices your throat with a really Fuck sharp you. God. And you die. Fuck you. The puzzler. There are 80 casualties inside the grocery store. But they do, they, they do free Tone of the Tiger and uh, the Trix Rabbit. Unfortunately, that just, you know, adds more carnage. Uh, but you don't, I mean, you know, you, you're, you know, you're dead by them. Killed by yeah. them. I told you you're coming back. Yeah, cool, Pat. I'm, yeah, cool. <laughs> the same guy who you're like, hey, I think you're going to like this guy. No, he fucking sucks. He sucks hard. He's got he's a- shitty. No, he's not, Pat. <laughs> no, he's not. He's a guy who throws a handful of razor sharp puzzle pieces into my back, <laughs> and I always go, "What the hey?" And then I look, and it's a razor sharp puzzle piece. And then he does some dramatic entrance and cuts my throat. He fucking sucks. Fuck you. <laughs> Why do you think I would like this guy? <laughs> he's lame and he sucks. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought you'd like it. Why? Why? Why would you think that? Sucks. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of cool. Pops in and out of nowhere. Yeah, real cool. <laughs> no connection to the story. None at all. 